So, Dave, you know, for Christmas, my boys uh, took care of my garage for me. They they put up these LED lights that mm-hmm. kind of look like Christmas lights all the way around the inside of the garage. Okay. You know, I'm getting Greg Brady bedroom <laughs> vibes. Did they, did they do the beads and a lava lamp no, and stuff? I, they're working towards that. <laughs> okay. It's nice. But, you know, it's been cold outside. And, yeah. I was, I, and I've been outside. And one day last week, suddenly these lights are not working. Mm-hmm. And so I came in to Sean and I said, sorry, man. You yeah. did all that work shoddy, for nothing. Shoddy workmanship, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're, they're not working yeah. anymore. And so I went back outside with the dog. And and the dog started barking, as she always does. Yeah. And every time she barked, the lights flashed on. <laughs> so it's and, kind of like, not a clapper, but a barker. It that- was that. <laughs> and then I clapped just to see if that's what it was. Uh, uh, and yeah, apparently I had pressed a button and put it clapper. in clapper mode. <laughs> <laughs> but if it wasn't for my dog, yeah. I never would have found yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> as a totally unrelated story, which we tend to do. Uh-huh. Um, do you have an Alexa or a Google? Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Say, uh, hey, Alexa, play dog noises. And it'll play dog noises. And Wes, little ears perk up, and he just like runs around ooh, the house ooh, trying to find it. We're going to try that yeah. at dinner time tonight. All right. Well, Minutia Man is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. Don't even f- think about saying hi to me. No, don't even say hi. Don't even nod your head and acknowledge me because I will f- kill you back to you with howard sudbury and steve baskerville you can find back to you on spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network this is minutia Man with rick and dave Coming to you live from the pristine Operator Error Studios in beautiful downtown Mount Podcast, Illinois. Minutia Men is back. Yeah. It's it's like we just were here last week. I know, because we back. were. Uh, uh, we got a lot of minutia to get to today, though, so can we just jump well, into it? I no, think, I don't uh, think so. No, no, no. <laughs> you look in your eye like, no, no, no. no. doesn't play that. <laughs> right, right. I, um, <laughs> well, I woke up to some sad news today. Well, what's that? Well, let's grab grab some. Oh yes, that is uh, sad. So, for those of you who don't live in Chicago, for those of you who do live in Chicago, Les Grobstein, I believe for what fifty years has yeah. been on the air. Yeah. Um, Long time Chicago uh, sports talk radio guy. He right. was a reporter too, I would imagine. Right, and he was, uh, um, and he passed away. So, um, it's sad. Yeah, you know. So we want to send out good vibes to his family and all the Les Grobstein fans out there. Yeah, uh, but. His shining moment, Rick. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell... This is your shining moment, too, when you heard this audio as well, right? Is okay. it my shining moment? Well, when you heard it. Wasn't it the well, best thing that you ever heard? You know, all right. I was going to save this for the end of the show. Oh. Um, and if you discussed it with me beforehand, <laughs> well, I, was trying I would to, have done it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to wave to you during the jingle, and then I figured I would just make an executive decision. So. All right. Well, this uh, will no longer be at the end of the show. I'm <laughs> okay. going to do it for you right now. Uh, so here's the deal. Les Grobstein and I worked together at The Loop. Uh-huh. He was a, a friend of mine. Yeah. I, I liked him. He was a very odd duck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently interviewed him. Actually, it was now like 10 years ago. If you go to my Chicago Radio Spotlight blog, you can see my Les Grobstein interview. Mm-hmm. And he tells unbelievably cool stories about his days with Stephen Gary, 
about his days covering the Blackhawks and the Bears and the Cubs. Mm. And this particular story, when Lee Ilya did his famous rant, Les was the one that recorded it. Every recording you have ever heard of Lee Ilya doing that is from Les. So this is a big loss. I'm going to play a little bit of Lee Ilya right now. I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day. Because if they're the real Chicago fucking fans, they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the fucking nickel-dime people to show up? (laughs) The motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They only go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out there in a fucking living. 85% of the fucking world's working. The other 15 come out here. A fucking playground for the cocksuckers. (laughs) I don't think he was happy, right? (laughs) Now the ironic thing is, uh, a year later, they won the they won that division, yeah. Yeah. and they were you was know, he there? It was they he were was... a Steve Garvey home run away from going to the World Series. Was no, he uh, had been fired. He had been uh, fired. Uh, yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that might have led to him getting fired. Ali, can you come to my office for a second here? <laughs> All right. Well, good vibes. We lost. This has not been a good couple of years for Chicago sports guys. It has not. Yeah. It um, really hasn't. So good vibes. To the Grobstein family. Yes, absolutely. All right, Dave, you have some... Uh... You know, as you know, I'm a bit of a throwback, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. You know, I often wistfully reminisce about when times were simpler, you know? <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I love it. You know, the the old trends are coming back. You know, the vinyl records now uh-huh. coming big things. I read that bell-bottom jeans are making a comeback. Did you see that? No. So so I'm OG. I'm the original gangsta. Okay. People always say that about you. So I was really glad to see this story. Hong Kong police switched to goose stepping to show patriotism. <laughs> Hong Kong's entire police force will switch from colonial era British marching drills to the goose stepping style. The, the force was actively planned for the full rollout of Chinese goose stepping drills in order to show patriotism and foster love for our motherland and Hong Kong. Police. Nothing says love for the motherland like, <laughs> a, goose, good, like right, a goose step. A uh, couple of things here. Uh, you know, I've always wondered, you know, who invented goose stepping? Do you know who invented goose stepping? It wasn't the Nazis. I don't know. Um, it was the Prussians. It turns out that basically... Well, that, the Prussians. Yeah. I mean, come on. In the 1600s. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. The, yeah. They've got their roots <laughs> yeah. in the same place. Right. Let's put it that right. way. They were like uh, muddy waters, right? right you know, exactly. the, 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 All great records came from it. So... Basically, though, the Nazis just cut and pasted a lot of their stuff. Oh, yeah. The, and the swastika was a Indian spiritual thing, I think, yeah, oh, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm envisioning like there was some intern, a Nazi intern, <laughs> who just said, we, we need a logo. I'm like, all right. So, he, well, you know, and you got to give him credit because this was pre-Google. <laughs> exactly. He must have gone to lo- the so library. Had to, to work at that. There's well, the, a lot the, of research that goes into that. There weren't even... Uh, Xerox machines. No. So they they got to type everything out. (laughs) Now, as you can imagine, this story sent me down a goose stepping Nazi rabbit hole. (laughs) Of course course it did. (laughs) So uh, 
I mean, I, I may never get out of this rabbit hole, nor do I think I want to, but I found some just wonderful stuff. Uh, Monty Python stuff, you know, okay, yeah. they they ripped Nazis. They did some good Nazi uh, stuff. The Ruddles, you know, I yeah. listened to Goose Step, you know, Goose Step Mama, yep. great, great tune. Good right? stuff. But I think I may have hit Z Muddleload here, okay? okay? In 1990, there was a sitcom in Britain, mm-hmm. okay? And the name of the sitcom was Heil Honey, I'm Home, Okay. <laughs> And it centers around Adolf Hitler and Eva Brown, who lived next to a Jewish couple, Arnie and Rosa Goldenstein. Okay. This is real? It is totally real. The show spoofs elements of mid-century or 20th century American sitcoms, (laughs) and it's driven by Hitler's inability to get along with the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, Now, I reached out to the actor yesterday who played Hitler. Yes. And asked him to come on the show. Unbelievably, he said no. What? Yeah, I think he wants to maybe huh. sweep this under the strudel for you know. Yeah, he, uh, he was very very nice, but he graciously declined. So I'm not going to even tell you his name. Okay, but I did find the theme song to Heil Hitler, I'm home, and I would, which uh, is gold, <laughs> gold. I hope you're ready for this, yeah. everybody. This is not a bit that no. we are making up. This is a no. real theme song from a real. British sitcom. Right. And it lasted one episode. Yeah. And I watched the episode and I know why. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Hello. I'm home. Heil, honey. Smile, honey. Because I'm home. Gee, it's great to be top gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get when I say Heil, honey. I am home. Heil, honey. Smile, honey. Gee, it's great to be back. Hi, honey. I'm home. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that first episode is available on YouTube. So. That is real. <laughs> that really happened. It really happened. It lasted one episode. Uh, and evidently, again, the actor that played Hitler doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, that is mm-hmm. a great story. I have a story uh, that uh, takes place in this great country of ours, uh, in Iowa. Uh, According to a probable cause affidavit, police dispatchers last Tuesday received several calls reporting possible poisonings of individuals who were at the Tabor Senior Center Community Center for a card game. Hmm. Now, Tabor is a town that is about 85 miles southwest of Sioux Falls. Okay. All right. An investigation into the incident led me to believe that the patients were all under the influence of THC from a patch of brownies that were brought to the community center by Irene Coranda, reported the deputy sheriff, uh, Joel Neumann. Uh, he has a little, there's a little transcript here of his interview with Irene. Can I read it to sure, you? Sure, of course. So he says to Gladys, why are you taking so long to draw your two cards? And she looks up at me and says, have you ever really thought about why they say draw two cards? I mean, there's no pencils here. Nobody's drawing a red three, man. You know what I mean? And then Bertha started eating Cheetos and got that orange dust all over her cards. So I says to Bertha, hey, there's no such thing as orange canasta, honey. And that's when she started giggling, officer. 
During a police interview, Coranda said that her son, Michael, 46, <laughs> lives with her. I see where this is going. Yeah. Had baked a pan of brownies, and she took them to the community center card game, unaware that the sweets contained oh, THC. Oh, this is sweet. He made, me, he made us, oh, I'll bring this to Bertha. She willingly gave the sheriff the remainder of the brownies in a plastic container. Now, the younger Coranda, her, yeah. her son... Yeah. An elementary school music teacher. Not anymore. <laughs> told, told deputies that he prepared the pot brownies with THC butter and he brought back from Colorado. And after baking the brownies, he went to bed and my mom took the brownies without asking. <laughs> mom, those are my brownies. Now, Coranda has uh, been arrested for possession of a controlled drug or substance because apparently in this state uh, they are not legal. Yeah. Um, and he is released on $3,000 bond. But my guess she, is $3,000. I know. Are the, is what, what's, what's the town? Tabor. Tabor. Yeah. Do their police force goose step? I mean, don't you? That's a little. <laughs> it's a little high. Uh, yeah. But I have a feeling the old ladies paid for it. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, and they're and they commission him for like nine more pens, probably. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, I just found that uh, funny. Can I just you, can imagine. Your mother. Hi. The, yes. I know. With all these old ladies <laughs> at a community center <laughs> playing cards. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> why, why do you think they call it meat loaf? It's not a loaf. Uh <laughs> Richard, is that Hummel talking to me? <laughs> well, so um, actually, I'm going to bring down the room a little bit. So my mom, when she was going through her cancer treatments, yeah. she wasn't eating. You know, I mean, that was a, temp a typical thing. Right. So they had prescribed Marinol, which is a marijuana right. based drug. Right. Yeah. And they said it'll, you know, it'll, it'll give you the munchies, give you the munchies. So we gave it to her and uh, it was None of the munchies and all of the paranoia. Oh. Uh, yeah. And we had to take, I mean, it, it was not good. And we took her to the hospital because she, you know, was freaking out. Yeah. Um, and the next day, so it was, she was basically in the hospital to dry out. And I would always visit her first thing in the morning just to, so I can see the doctor because the doctor, it's so hard yeah, to find yeah, it uh, yeah. before they did the And she wasn't getting any better. And I looked on her chart and they were still giving her Marinol. So, and then everybody's, oh, you know, well, you know how that's like nine charts, you know, yeah. and they totally were still giving her the drug that she was there to. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the hospital, but it, yeah. right now I'm not going to. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the story, though, because yeah. that was important to get into this podcast. <laughs> well. I, I appreciate it. That's I want a, people to know yeah, about Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good. You got any other sad stories you want to <laughs> share with everybody before we go? Yeah, I actually do. After the break. Actually, it's time for something else. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. You know, I'm sorry that I shared a little bit of, you know, who I am. Why don't you tell us about the day your dad died? Because <laughs> that's a great story, I'm sure, too. <laughs> I'm sure if you binge listened, there are many stories of that. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives and we... Uh, you get a chance to showcase some of the stuff that we have done mm -hmm. over the 40 years of Rick and Dave. And I gave, I sent Dave a list here, and these are the ones that he said no to this mm -hmm. week. This is the anniversary of the first chainsaw being invented this week. And we've had two former guests on our show tell us about using a chainsaw on stage. Okay. Yeah. Fee Waybill from the Tubes yeah. 
and Kevin Matthews, the radio legend. Um, but Dave said no to those. Mm. So, um, again, you're not going to hear those on this show. Um, I uh, was on uh, Steve Cochran's show on WGN Radio this week in 2008 to talk about my new website, mm-hmm. Just One Bad Century. Um, I have the audio from that. You're not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the anniversary of area codes being added to our oh. uh, the Chicago area. Yes, before we were all 312 for a long yes. time. In uh, January 20th, 1996, all the other area codes were added. Your mm-hmm. 847s, your 773s, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a song about it called Land of a Thousand Area Codes, mm-hmm. which is actually quite a that, funny but song. Would, uh, but no. we're not going to hear it no. on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also the anniversary of Dave appearing on the Pete McMurray show on WGN to talk about his side hustle, mm-hmm. the pothole store. Yeah. No, Not going to hear it. Yesterday's news. Len Casper's birthday this week. Mm-hmm. We interviewed him mm-hmm. during his last season with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Not going to hear it. And also, um, this is the anniversary of the first COVID case coming to America. Mm-hmm. It was exactly two years ago this week. Oh, is it really? And we I'm glad had, we eradicated that. I know. It's all taken care of. Thank yeah. God. We interviewed patient zero, Greg Garfield, yeah, and yeah. Dave said no to that. Yeah. Um, but he recovered. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, he did say he wanted to hear this interview, and I think you're going to enjoy this. This goes back... Uh, the is the anniversary of the show Breaking Bad debut. One of my favorite binge-watching it's uh, it's, it's one of the best shows ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the characters on that show, uh, one of the actresses, Carmen Serrano, mm-hmm. was uh, one of our guests. We had her on, and we talked about Breaking Bad, but that isn't the part of the interview that <laughs> w- became interesting to us. You want to tell a little bit about what uh, the well? The... Uh, first of all, she played the principal. Yes, she played um, Walter White's uh, principal. Yes. Um, she started talking about different people that she had. Um, spent time with in worked Hollywood. With. Yeah. Right, worked with. Yeah. And Steven Seagal came up. Yes. And it appears they <laughs> didn't get along very well. So uh, you have to hear the story because yeah. it's a great one. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. So I didn't hear anything about Steven except for do not, if he tries to get you to his hotel room, say no. <laughs> oh do not go. Oh if God. he does this, I mean, I got the whole, you know, Memory. It was. It was totally painted out. Listen, if he tries to get you alone, this is how you you have to be. This is wow. you say no. You tell somebody. Right. It was. It was like that. So people knew. You know what I mean. People yeah, knew. But sure. um, I thought, okay, you know, yeah, no problem, no problem. So that's what I was expecting, right? I was expecting this dude who was like totally coming on to me, blah blah blah. But. What happened was I got the complete opposite. I got to set, and I guess he was pissed that whoever he had chosen or, or who he had agreed upon before was uh, uh, been, had been replaced by me uh-huh. and um, that he didn't have a part of it. And so it, to tell you that it was a nightmare is is just and, and my first leading role you know I can't tell you how excited I was you know yeah, sure. at my age you know I was in my 30s and I was like yeah. oh my god it's happened you know what I mean like this has happened for me and yeah. I get to set my first day on set they bring him on and this this scene was 
like after I had just saved him from this shootout and I take him to my cousin. So he's like my boyfriend, you know, according to the script. Uh (laughs) It's like my boyfriend. And we have this loving relationship and I just saved his life. And um, so now we're on the couch and my cousin, who is a nurse, is tending to him. And um, so we're just placed there and now we're about to shoot and I'm like oh this is so weird like I didn't get a proper introduction or anything but I sit there and and he's not looking at me and I'm sitting right beside him won't look at me all I can see is the side of his head and but I'm close to him very close they say Stephen this is Carmen Carmen Stephen he he kind of does this kind of grunt and doesn't still doesn't look at me doesn't look at me and I'm like oh this is so bizarre so we go through the scene not looking at me the energy is really bad and then next you know we we move positions he's sitting at the table he's talking to my cousin and they're talking about vengeance and blah 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 and then I'm supposed to say you know no this is not you know you shouldn't go after them you know whatever and you you need to do this he like looks at me and like is vicious like just start snapping at me and I'm like okay I you know so in my mind I'm like what the hell like I just saved your life you know mother <laughs> yeah. you, know like, you can swear that? you can swear you can swear yeah, it's a podcast so you can do anything you want you. Okay, yeah. motherfucker I just saved your life <laughs> so I'm like what the hell so so he looks at me and, and so I you know I don't say but I give it back to him you know what I mean that kind of attitude that he's giving me so it's like, like a real life oh, marriage <laughs> yeah 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 totally <laughs> so I'm like so that's what I'm thinking because I'm like alright if you're going to give it to me like that I'm giving it back to you so I do and then he and then he says something like in the scene you know yeah in this motherfucker he actually calls me a motherfucker and I'm wow. like what the hell do you understand so how I'm that like, works wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> so I'm like, whoa! I had no idea what. So, so then they uh, uh, our our director calls cut, and and he says, um, okay, what's going on? And Stephen just blows up, and then he's talking about how it's not working, and how this motherfucker he says it about me. And how this was her. And she just went blah, blah, blah. And so the director, Don Fauntleroy, he says, no. He said, she gave it back to you. She, you were giving her this, and you know, he got me. Right? <laughs> he saw me, and I. So I'm standing there, and he's just losing his shit. And he gets up, and he says, "This whole fucking production is like a monkey fucking a football." Now I still to this day, like a what? <laughs> a monkey um, fucking a football? Is that what? Football. Yes. To this day, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Can't even picture. I've never heard that in my life, except for then, okay. and I will never forget it because it was. What so kind bizarre. of monkey? Did he specify wow. what kind of monkey? Was it an orangutan? What kind of monkey? I wish I would have stopped him and asked him. You know, like, excuse me, sir. Okay, <laughs> again, uh, this and, story is way better than the, what I right. thought we were going to get. <laughs> yeah. We did not. Yeah, we did not think guys. number seven was going to be the, the highlight of the interview, but so this is awesome. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I could have let it go on. It's another couple of minutes. Uh, and at the end, she says the director pulled her aside. And said because. And said, listen, uh, the only reason that he's doing this to you is because you wouldn't give him a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... So he's, Which, he seems like a peach. A really nice guy. I reached out to him and he didn't want... Him, huh. and, him and the Hitler guy didn't want to do our show. <laughs> Heil Hitler. <laughs> Heil Hitler. <laughs> All right. So listen, uh, we have a lot more show to go. Um, but before we do, are, are there any reviews? Yeah, we got like one actually like a week ago from yeah. Loin. Okay. Uh, don't listen while you're at work. Your coworkers will think you're high. Uh, maybe they'll think maybe they'll think that you had a brownie yes so please listen subscribe we're available on virtually i think every platform known to man i think that's right um and please like share yeah review yeah and if you like uh minutia men be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the radio misfits podcast network you can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com remember opi is hippo backwards O-P-P-I-H shows.com. More, more show coming. You got a one sentence uh, description? Um, uh, fake kidnapping. Okay. I've got penises in the news. <laughs> um, and we also have a, Eyebrow uh, stuff today. Eyebrow <laughs> stuff. <laughs> As always. <laughs> and we uh, have uh, a question from a listener coming up oh. too. So all that is uh, right around the corner. Don't go anywhere. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host, Luke Costable, each week for the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative, and entertaining. It's the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production, on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Rick, love this headline. Young woman wanted a break from husband, faked own kidnapping to do so. <laughs> now, wives if out I, there, if I listen, had a, this is not a way to do it. If I had a nickel. A 22-year-old woman has been charged with attempted grand theft and false report to authorities after faking her own kidnapping last February, according to documents. It's just now going through the court. Okay. The woman admitted to detectives that she wanted a break from her husband and staged her own kidnapping from a local Dapado's Pizza restaurant where she worked as a delivery driver, according to court documents. Mm-hmm. The incident began around 10 o'clock on Fe- February 10th, 2021, when the woman called her husband and said that she was surrounded by multiple subjects who had a gun and were demanding money. Okay, first thing. Okay, so what's going on, honey? Yeah, I'm being surrounded. They're make, letting you make a phone call here? Yeah, they were very nice about it. Hey, shh, shh put down the gun. I'm calling, talking to my husband. Can you give me a moment? I'm on the phone. Right, exactly. Okay, now I'm going to have to start over. I'm a method actor here, right? Uh, her husband told law enforcement that during the phone call, he heard pounding on a window, a car door opening. He thought he heard, you know, profanities. Maybe they were all method actors at okay. this point anyways long well, as that the, part of it sounds pretty professional <laughs> yeah, right, i mean you get yeah, the sound right, of the door coming right. in yeah, and this, what's my motivation right, here? right. That's, that um, part was good long story short everybody is confessing she's gonna go to jail okay. long story short but what reminded me and i gotta tell you i'm not a perfect person <laughs> what yeah and i've maybe told a white lie or two to get out of something uh-huh. i mean i've never faked my own kidnapping right right okay that's a step too far um, but I remember this particular story here, and I am not proud of. 
this. And my wife, this is concerning my wife, and she's about six months behind in listening to yeah. our show. But she's actually listening. To I think so. Okay. Um, so about July, I'm going to sleep in your. Yeah. I'm going to get sleep, a frying pan in the head. I'm going to sleep in your LED garage. <laughs> okay. I think. All right. So it was like 90 or 91. All right. We had moved back. You know how we moved in the late 80s. Sure. So we're, yeah. you know, we don't have any kids and we're fancy free. Yeah. Right. Um, and Living Mich- on the north side of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Just walking down the street. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Right. Good to see you, Bill. Yeah. Oh. That's Dave. He's so cool. <laughs> Look at how happy he is. <laughs> right. That had a hair. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> so it was like 90 or 91. And Michelle had a couple of high school friends living in Evanston. Okay. Yeah. And these were high school friends that, you know how you got high school friends and you're yeah. like, yeah. hey, we got to get together sometime. Right. And you never do. I've met these high school friends, haven't I? Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't think. Maybe you have. Anyway, I think I have. So, um, <laughs> so they invited us to their house, uh-huh. and usually I would say, "Yeah, we'll get back to you." But she said, "Sure, Sunday at nine right. or eleven or whatever," right. and it was for brunch. Okay, it was like a late brunch in Evanston. Uh-huh. Uh, so she planned it like four weeks in advance. Right. I'm like, "All right, whatever." Um, well, it turns out the Bears had a playoff game oh, that boy. day. All right, yeah. So I'm like, "Well." <laughs> When I'm, you know, I, I was thinking in that morning, I'm like, well, I can just fake an illness to get out of it, right? But I'm sure. like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm sure they're going to have the game on TV, and it'll be fine. I'm actually thinking, well, that's good. I don't have to talk to them. Oh, right. It's because something the, that we can do. Right. We can watch the game exactly, together. Exactly. You know? Right. Come on, ref- fridge. Yeah. You know, right? And we can yeah. bond in that respect. Well, it turns out they didn't like football. In fact, oh, they hated all sports. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. So, we're eating at, you know, we're eating the brunch, and it's, you know, 11.15. 11 20 11 25 this is tick, good tick, yeah right tick, <laughs> right tuck, the, tick, the, tick, the the the, tick, the the clock tick. was actually getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's going backwards now <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> which would have been good actually so i came down with the worst stomach bug i ever had at their house oh ever you know so i mean uh, people wouldn't even this is actually a perfect uh thing for you to do because, because I, you have no compunction about going in people's <laughs> bathrooms and right. dropping a load yeah right so so i'm like i gotta get out of here right yeah. uh-huh. um so i went into the bathroom i still remember the bathroom i remember the tiles you know i, rem- uh-huh. I remember the whole thing and i started i'm like i gotta get out of here so i started fake retching oh good right good and that's a nice little touch there was a cop yeah. I can't. God, I am a horrible person. There was a cup, and I filled it with water, and I would go, and I would dump it in the toilet. You know, come on, I'm a thespian, Rick. You know, and then I'm, I, I come out, and I put you know water in my face. I'm like, wow, I don't know what it, it might have been the yeah. lock, maybe the lock. You know what? You gave me bad locks. <laughs> you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> right, right. No, 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 you, you, no, you yeah. should go yeah, home. Right. So I was home by the second quarter. <laughs> So there you go. And I don't remember the names of these friends, nor will yeah. I ever see them again, probably. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, but I do. I remember, you know how you can sometimes vivid memories? Yeah. I remember that bathroom. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Well, I have a story for you. And this uh, is a chance for us to play our, our newest jingle. Here we go. Penis is the news. Rick and Dave. Whoa. That's our best jingle, I think. That's great work. Uh, yes. This story is uh, in our favorite country, Dave. What's our favorite country to do stories from? England. England. Absolutely. Um, and it's about a legendary uh, bar owner named Jason Hadlow, uh, who's our age, 58 years old, mm-hmm. owner of Simply Dutch in Leeming Bar, 
North Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a legend in this town because in 2010 he bought a four foot masonry stone penis and put it not in a front, real penis, uh, a, uh, like a statue of a penis. a statue of a penis made out of stone. Okay, and put it in front of his uh, his place of yeah. business, yeah, yeah. and apparently people complained. And it was seized and taken away. And then he bought 150 more (laughs) from Indonesia. (laughs) Just as as, uh, like a big. uh, We got a huge order. (laughs) This is hard. This is going to be a hard order to fill. And he launched a campaign called Free Willy. (laughs) And he got his he got his giant penis back. All right. Now, he has. As of the uh, this moment of the in time yeah. when this story takes place now in yeah. current day, he had four. He was down to only four giant. Well, what happened? So did he get the uh, Did he get the hundred? Oh, he sold them. Oh, so, yeah. Um, now eleven years later, though, the final ones were stolen really? from him. Yes, ten p.m. on Monday night last Monday, somebody came in and stole the last three giant penises and uh, as he said i can't believe anyone would want to steal some concrete willies it's the end of an era they were sentimental to me which you know you can understand now i'm not going to go into the psychological implications of needing a four foot rock hard phallus (laughs) standing by at all times but he did love them and and this is how much he loved them they each had a name i was just gonna i i immediately am thinking of how alan brady named all of his hair pieces yeah right okay yeah the first one was called get that thing away from me (laughs) the second one was called ouch And the third one was called Penis City. Penis City. Penis City. In the news. Rick and Dave. Is there a logo on it? Is our is our logo on it? So uh, he's penisless. He's penisless. And and you know it's our duty yeah. to keep an eye on this yeah. subject matter for you. And when we find a story about the, penises in the news, we will bring it to you. And it, we got to find that for. So what I want to know is. Is there a company that just makes four foot in Indonesia? Yeah, I was going to say, yes. is that, is that all they, they are, do? They aren't like, you know, just kind of sort of shaped like penises. Uh. They have like veins and stuff in them. <laughs> the, I mean, they're they're very did you graphic. Say, you know how much they cost? I mean, I'm asking for a friend, but do you know how much a four foot penis would cost? You cannot yeah. afford them. Time for uh, another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Do you know who a uh, six foot seven inch penis is? I uh, know. Steven Skull. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, now, this is the part of the show where we uh, tell celebrity stories, and we've been taking them by request. I was going to uh, tell the Les Grobstein story here, but... Uh, I already flopped that out. And you the, did. The, yeah, but so. I also got another DM on Twitter uh, that says this. Uh, Rick, I'm a, uh, a big fan of late night comedy talk shows. This is from Tom S. Big fan of late night comedy talk shows, and you never seem to mention if you have met any of the current crop, like John Oliver, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, Bill Maher... Trevor Noah or Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. uh, have you met any of them um, yes I have met one of them let me think who won um, Bill Maher Bill Maher is right. correct right. 
And I've told that story previously on this show, but uh, I understand we have done like 265 mm-hmm. shows and you may not have heard all of them. But so here's the here's the Bill Maher story. He was doing stand up comedy. This is in the early 90s. I was working for John Records Landecker and uh, I booked him to come on the show at like 630 in the morning because that was the time slot mm-hmm. that he had. Opened. Well, it's a morning show. So it's a morning show. Right. right. Um now, our our general manager, I talked about him uh, recently, right, sure. Harvey Perlman. He Who hated, was a six foot one inch penis, right? <laughs> yes, he was. He's like more like six two, six three. <laughs> he absolutely hated it when we had guests yeah. on the show. Because who wants to hear? Right. Who wants to hear these famous celebrities <laughs> yeah, on there? Right. But so I would always book them early. Because he was not in. Because he wasn't in right, yet. Yeah. Well, on this particular day, Harvey shows up at six, mm-hmm. right? And he is down the hall. And Landecker is teasing uh, coming up uh, after 6.30, mm-hmm. comedian Bill Maher. And I had gotten Bill Maher into the room with me, into the re- into the green room. And we could both hear Harvey screaming down the hall, who the fuck is Bill Maher and what's he doing on my fucking radio station? And Bill Maher looks at me and is like, oh, boy. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, they yeah, don't, they don't right. like him when we yeah, have guests yeah, on. Yeah. But, you know, but you're Bill Maher. It, it'll be fine. I went in to, to tell Landecker yeah. that Bill Maher was here. Yeah. And and John looks at me and goes, did you hear what Harvey just said in the hallway? I was like, yeah. He goes, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> that That's a real good thing right before you get out of the air to have that hanging over your head, right? So John decides in order to keep Harvey happy, he's going to interview Bill Maher about oldies. Oh, because, because that right. was our format. Sure, we played right. oldies. Okay. <laughs> so we go and I bring in Bill Maher, and he's asking him questions uh, like, uh, so what's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> right. And Bill Maher's like, what the hell is this? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> in do a diddy diddy <laughs> What is it? And then and finally, uh, John loosens up a little bit and lets him start doing some of his comedy. And the first bit that uh, Bill Maher talks about is what a great drunk driver he is. <laughs> You know, some people are, some people need to be policed, but that's because they're not good at it because he is a great drunk driver and he talks about all these things that you can do to, to, you know, help out people like him who are good drunk drivers and Harvey, I see him walking down the hall, slowly walking down the hall. Ah, so that is my Bill Maher story. It, it, uh, it did not go well. I walked him out and he said, I will never forget this interview. (laughs) Well, we've got to get him on the show. Yeah. I talk about that interview. Yeah. You know, he's coming back soon with his show. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll come on to promote it. All right. That would, God, that would love to. Uh, Yes. So if you'd like to uh, hear the, uh, read my uh, Les Gropstein interview, you can find it at Chicago radio spotlight.blogspot.com. If you want to follow along with the 40 years of Rick and Dave, Go to my blog, rickkemfer.blogspot.com. I've been every day. There's something new in there. And you can to contact us. You can follow us on Twitter at Minutiaman or email us at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got a celebrity request story. Yeah, please. Do. Anything at all. And anything if you are like a celebrity, say, it's kind of hard to constantly book you guys. Yeah. So just come on. You're just, yeah. If you're a celebrity, we'll just have you on. Okay. How's that? Deal. Sound? 
You can also check out our publishing, EckhartsPress.com. EckhartsPress. We've got a lot of books coming out in the next three weeks. We do. And you'll be hearing all about them. Yes, over and over (laughs) again. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana, with OpiShows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O P P I H Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of New Shaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer... What podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.